0: source for stateside views on Everton Football Club. Hosted by James Boyman and Ryan Williams.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to ATP. James here, joined as always by Ryan Williams. Coming to you Basically, with uh, what appears to be a done deal, it seems as though all reports are indicating that as of today, Sunday night, Rafa Benitez is set to become Everton's latest manager. Well, we uh, talked about it quite a bit in our last episode, Ryan, but let's just get right into it and kind of recap that conversation before uh, we try to fumble our way through the rationale behind this decision by the Everton board.
0: Yeah, let's rehash what we thought about more than a week ago. (laughs) Uh, We just thought that Macheri was just talking to people, doing due diligence, press, getting stuff from agents, leaking names to the press, see what the reaction is. So we figured, yeah, I leaked this Rafa Benitez. Everyone would go crazy, thought there's no chance. And, you know, he would change directions and go another way. You know, we thought it was Marcel Brands taking the reins here, running it and well sky sports finally came out i mean we've had some little birdies telling us that we think it's either going to be monday or maybe tuesday um he's set to be appointed as everton's new manager next week um he agreed um i got some people that told me kind of agreed in principle everything at the end of last week instant thoughts james can you see my like just hear my enthusiasm it's really
1: weird ryan it just it's really hard to speculate as to the rationale behind this appointment given all of the potential downsides that we talked about last week given the vocal and uh visual fan backlash which i put out a tweet about this it's like look these people in charge at everton are not uh this isn't a this isn't a democracy, right? Fans don't get a vote on who becomes the next Everton manager. You got that and right. So they have to make a decision that they think will serve the club best in the short and long term. Um, and it seems as though this is the decision they've come to, despite there not being a whole lot of apparent logic to support it, at least from what
0: we know. Now, yeah, obviously, they is many. the question. We don't even know who they is. But yeah, right. Yes. Of course. Fair. I mean, go ahead. Well, I mean, yeah. And and my instant thought is that, I mean, we'll go through, is it a good or bad hire and try and take, you know, try and take an objective viewpoint of this and looking all the the different optics. But for me personally, I mean, it's an incredibly disappointing hire because obviously there's some cultural issues there as well, too. But for me... You know, we go for so long. We don't hear that much from the top end of the organization. Uh, Everton's very good at engaging at the ground level, which we all very much appreciate. It's part of what makes it the People's Club. That's part of, I think, our connection with it. You know, the people that you connect and deal with on a day-to-day basis are fantastic people. The people in Liverpool that you meet are blues. Same type of thing. You know, I think that's the biggest reason why it was very easy to fall in love with this club. But Agreed you know, so in lieu of all the communication that we get from the top down I, I we make certain assumptions I think that some of these people have some level of sense um but to me, this one it's just so illogical to me. it draws into question all those other things that we've talked about in the past and i I don't know how it's really gonna really going to play out so for me the instant reaction is this is a terrible hire on so many levels i don't even know where to start but we're going to get through it anyway so i'll try not to be too absurd about it but but to me so to me taking a step back the first area i think that really we need to talk about to me is you know there's a type of cultural fit that i think is necessary for an everton manager i actually think carlo had it a little bit too you know whether it's a family club or whatnot and and i just think there's a type of person called a man of the people i guess or maybe a more passionate person or Like I think of Duncan Ferguson a little bit as someone that would run the club. They don't have to be, you know, a fireball man who went to jail for (laughs) relax on a put (laughs) on a pitch or anything. They don't have to be able to kick the daylights out of someone, but, but I do think they've got to be somewhat of uh, certainly not pretentious, not kind of eggheaded, not kind of a certain type of personality. And I, I just, his personality seems like not the type that we would pick, but surely his comments in the past on Everton as Liverpool manager would be I mean, I can't believe they'd even consider him. But I mean, how how do you how do you kind of get over that? I mean, certainly at a minimum, that's going to have most of the fans against them just on the surface. Yeah,
1: I, I think you're right, and I think in terms of a cultural fit, look, I mean, we, I mean, that's a root cause
0: of a lot of the protests, right? I mean, yes, people are angry for other reasons, so we'll get into that. But that, that's probably the immediate, immediate kind of offensive thing. You know, I could probably get over that, but I mean, that's well, that's what uh, everyone I think would point to, right? Right. I mean, I think obviously
1: former Liverpool manager still lives in the city. So, you know, regardless of what he said in the oh, past, he's perfect.
0: Then there you go. Perfect. That's who we should. hire. He, he
1: lives in the city limits. They're like, OK, who can we get that lives less than five miles away? OK, <laughs> he's on the list. Number one, Rafa. Um, but I do think I do think living in the city and, and actually willingly, um, you know, because so many people. There, there's well, he been has a, lot a house
0: in this. I yes. mean, it's fair. Yes, okay. he's when a multimillionaire. He first, well, I mean, it's funny when he first got fired uh, or left Liverpool, like he was coaching like a local team in the world. That's kind of pretty funny. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, he has a few, and he has done some good things in the community, right?
1: Yeah, he's given money and and, and to the point about Carlo, and frankly, all, all of the past managers post Moyes, I think it's really easy to all of them say well my point is that it's easy to to say the right things maybe not kuman yeah, kumen, yeah, yeah, really yeah. but it's it's <laughs> right. really easy to come in and say you know i believe in this project and i'm committed for the long term yeah whether or not you actually mean it or not and for the fans to say oh well, well carlo gets us because he, he recognizes as a family club because he said so whether or not he actually believed any of that stuff he was saying i think to some extent he did and I, i'm not saying he was disingenuous when he said those things my point is just that What people say in a public presser versus what they think or say to private close personal conversations behind closed doors can be very, very different things, especially when you're dealing with the press and the optics and the PR and all of the sort of elements that come into the modern game.
0: Yeah, I I think most people liked Marco Silva as a person, but I wouldn't have necessarily picked him as kind of this gregarious evertonian type person too mm. And he's a little egg-headed kind of quiet and to himself and almost scientific a little bit you know whereas carlo i th- look carlo's smart he knows what to say he's a pr yeah. master for sure you know what i mean he's very diplomatic he he got us either because he really got us and i actually believe like his root values and stuff are a little bit more us than like Bayern munich yeah you know? um at Real Madrid even yet there he is uh hmm. but but Rafa's not that way I don't think yeah. I mean he's kind of awkward and god some of the way he would call out I mean everyone remembers the rant on Sir Alex Ferguson and all the double standards and all that other stuff it's just like why would you say that stuff an oppressor uh quoting stats at Real Madrid instead of just like talking about things. I mean it's pretty funny really if you think about it um so, It'd definitely uh, be a little
1: bit abrasive and uh, rub people the wrong way. But I think,
0: I think what I said is I, I imagined him, you know, plotting out tactics with wine glasses rather than pint glasses. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, I'm like, no, man, that's not how it how it works. Um, I, I think the other thing is too, like, I think one of the reasons why people are ticked off is because you're thinking about Everton's identity. Mm-hmm. And look, I would love for them to articulate what the heck that is, by the way. I thought we had a yep. pretty good feel for it. I thought Bramley Mordock is the one example I always give where that design which was so loved by everyone through long consultation and feedback and everyone kind of embraced it. Like that's the type of exercise I think a club needs to do to make sure that you have a strong identity that, that kind of resounds with people. And I think it's that whole paying homage to the past and, but being a modern club kind of going into the 21st century, uh, doing some things. And I, I just, if that's, now we're assuming that's the identity that also lends itself There's an aspirational vision that kind of goes along with that. And then there's a downstream style of play and strategy. But like, like, I don't view Rafa as that type of guy. Like, is he a modern manager? Is he aspirational? Is he the guy that's going to lead us into Bramley Moore doc? I mean, doesn't, I I think when he got named, that really conflicts with what I thought our identity was. And that actually got me pretty perturbed, maybe even more so than Liverpool stuff.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting because the Carlo appointment, was one where look i mean it was strange it. he was it was strange and it but but it made i think a little bit more sense you know he had tried he had come into psg at a time when they were sort of undergoing this attempt at, at transformation into a they were already it was already underway but it, in a sense it was still sort of a, a, a project albeit with basically sure. limited money at their disposal but but he he talked about it in his book about wanting to establish a culture and identity at the club and, and build a championship mentality. Yeah. yeah. You've got Rafa coming in who doesn't seem throughout his career to really have ever been interested in building a whole lot. And you want to, you want to see a, a process put into place at Everton because we're not where we want to be. And we're not just going to jump to where, <laughs> where we ultimately want to be. And so there has to be steps And the, the, the signing of Rafa is so incongruous with like the other prior appointments like Marco Silva I could see the logic there um, Carlo, hey, he bought it. The You're logic. like
0: young Aspirational manager exactly. Develop exactly. A, a system of play and he had a very strong System of play and right, you know how to Play that he way had an idea with and, the club
1: Yeah exactly but Rafa Doesn't seem to, to have any of that Unless he's turned over a new leaf And he's a totally new, new guy well, now At, at 61 well, years old When he
0: went to China he said he wanted a project He was very attracted to that project that's what he was about he wanted to develop a footballing culture from scratch either that or that was the only club that offered him the 13 million pounds a year that he wanted so uh, <laughs> uh but no it's true and that's carlos very cynical <laughs> ryan you know? yeah well i am pretty cynical today for sure but even carlo i kind of bought that you know he wanted a longer term thing like he really loved ac milan and he wanted to kind of go back to his roots a little bit and build something over time like i bought that you know i bought it to an extent you know i i, I but but yeah, I mean, I think like an aspirational manager, um, like um, I don't know, like a Grand Potter. You, you, uh, whether you like him or not, it's irrelevant. Like he at least symbolizes someone that's young, modern, and I think someone that you'd you probably get of a little longer leash to kind of build something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, now, style of play, style of play. You know, I mean, if you want to be like a modern manager and stuff, I mean, I I think you'd probably want to play some attractive football too. Benitez also isn't quite that like I would understand if he was like even an older guy like Lucien Favre who's plays a very particular way but it's attractive football and it's possession based and it's a lot of passing from the back and pressure and modern you know what I mean like in a way to kind of bring us into the 20 like that even even though he's older kind of resonated more with what I thought our identity might be, and I'm not even advocating for someone like Eric Ten Hag who, who would be like crazy offense, super attacking. Right. Uh, that's almost too much. You know, that's very much Ajax kind of Barca type thing. But, but, but yeah, I mean, at least even, even like a Nuno, maybe the style of play wouldn't have made a lot of sense, but he's kind of an aspirational manager. So, so let's talk about Rafael Benitez's kind of style of play because if it's not really modern, I mean, is this. Is this how we want to play? Because, I mean, Carlo played very defensively, but it was very pragmatic. I mean, Carlo's had They're, teams yeah. that have scored like crazy. I mean, his Chelsea team pretty much set records for the Premier League, scored 118 goals with Real Madrid. You could say, well, I mean, the personnel was really good. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, Benitez, I guess, scored a ton with them too. But you know what I mean? Like, that but, doesn't, yeah. doesn't, the style of play doesn't catch you and say seem to jive with what, what I thought our identity was.
1: No, I mean, it certainly strikes me... It's- in a way that is similar to carlo very pragmatic um he has i think more of a defined idea and style oh, yeah. than, than oh, carlo yeah. did carlo no question well known for sort of molding taking the raw talent he had and figuring out in theory how to get the best out of them Rafa's yeah. going to uh stick to most likely what will be like a four two three
0: one yeah i mean he'll tinker a bit game to game for sure and do things differently but everything will be very well scripted and charted out right um yeah. But is that a is that necessarily a downside, Ryan? Because
1: we did talk a lot about Carlos' sort of lack of scripting, the maybe perhaps at times vague instruction given to the team, and how that might have been uh, to the detriment of Everton's performances.
0: No, I agree with you. I, I think in that regard, he'll be much better. You know, and I was hoping that we would look at someone like uh, Fonseca or someone that's really hands-on in training. You know, that really got into the weeds and the details with the players, uh, they also have to be kind of inspirational as well, too. I yeah, Rafa Benitez has not been you that you got to get guys to want to run through brick walls for you. Yeah, yeah. and his team's That's played fast, football. too. I mean, and look, I think some of our personnel makes sense in the way he wants to play it. Now, it is worth noting that um, in Dalian, like, when he was in China, I mean, I think the last year they were mostly 4-4-2, um, and then he played a lot of 5-4-1 before that as well with newcastle but yeah historically uh, madrid played a bunch of different things but like napoli they were enraged that he just constantly kept doing you know 4-2-3-1 when uh i guess who was it before him uh marazzi um wanted to play was like a 3-4-3 guy and you know i mean rafa was putting guys in strange roles uh just to just to fit his tactic and i think that had actually been his critique mostly through his year that he was so so kind of Hinging on that four, two, three, one, but yeah, a little bit of that is good too. And I'm look, his direct play. I mean, you know, he likes to sit lower and and pressure much deeper and then attack very rapidly counterattacks, lots of long direct passes. Uh, I think with his worst teams, he tended to hoof it up a lot, frankly, and win second balls. But I have to admit, I mean, if you think of some of the personnel on this team, you know, we'll, we'll, we're going to do a whole squad assessment where we look at, you know, the window uh, probably in the next couple of days about needs and who fits and who doesn't, but, you know, some guys jump out. I mean, Dominic calvert Loon would be perfect. Uh, Decoray flying up, you know, sitting deeper as those two, maybe, but jumping up forward, you know what I mean? And attacking and winning the second balls and playing it fast. Guy like Alex Awobi, who loves to play at hundred miles an hour makes long passes on the run on the ground. Like that's, that's Benitez style. I think Richarlison can play it a little bit too. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'd have to get some new players so I think it can be successful. I just think it's some of that is good, but yeah, I mean the attractive football the it, it still conflicts with the identity though. I mean right. Me.
1: Well, well the the presumed identity that we thought all yeah, thought yeah, up to right. this point that yeah, Everton right. wanted to to build and to establish and and I guess this sort of indicates that there may be a departure from that, but it's it's going to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, and um, and look, he he's been successful in the past. I think that's the other question, you know. Okay, yeah. fine. Are we hiring? Uh, is it a good hire, bad hire? Is this guy gonna win his trophies? Well, I think there's a lot of question marks about that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been hasn't won anything in in quite some time. He, of course, I mean, he won the championship with Newcastle after taking them down. Uh, right. So I don't know if you can necessarily count that. With like, the he's most a little expensive. lucky,
0: by the way. Honestly, yeah. when they took him down, I mean, they had some better performances, didn't get results. But yeah, I mean, is that your that's your winner? I mean, I think he won what Coppa Italia in like 2014. Chinese team did not do well they were teetering on the brink of relegation as last year I mean COVID it was a weird year Newcastle was constantly on the brink too and playing terrible football and not particularly attractive and so I I, I don't mean but I to play, play
1: devil's advocate here just a, just a little yeah, you're
0: gonna have to on this one
1: i I feel like I do because <laughs> I I'm really I'm I'm very much I agree with a lot of what you said but you know Carlo won a lot but he also You know, he he coached Real Madrid, he coached Bayern Munich, he coached teams that are the dominant teams in their respective countries where there's, you know, oftentimes a a two or three horse race for the title and you have unlimited resources at your disposal. Not to take anything away from him, well, but it's a very different prospect at Everton.
0: Well, yeah, he coached Napoli as did Benitez he coached Chelsea as did Benitez as, yeah he coached Madrid as did Benitez and did much better than Benitez did at all yeah. three places so I, I mean much better that's a little bit strong I mean Carlos still managed to get fired the Real Madrid firing is still to this day it just boggles my mind um, yeah I, I can't deny that he hasn't been a good coach in the past and, and part of me wants to give him credit for jumping in immediately taking that Newcastle job and sticking with him when he went down but I, I don't know. I mean, I just think that's a big question mark. I, I think there are a lot of I would be more comfortable knowing someone that's had more recent success and feeling comfortable yeah. about it. Because I think I think a narrative, which may be a very real narrative, is this game is kind of passing by a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of people saying that. And I think a lot of people look at what you did at Newcastle. As far as I'm aware, and I'm not super well in tune with the Newcastle fan base, but they were pretty favorable towards Rafa. And it was obviously they, they hate Mike Ashley. And he refused to really invest very much money for a long time. And I know that was sort of the root cause of, of Newcastle or his ultimate, ultimately his falling out with Newcastle was just the lack of investment in the squad. I don't foresee that necessarily being the problem at Everton. I think he'll, but the question then becomes to what degree do you allow him to influence your transfer policy if you actually have this top-down structure, which we so desperately hope now, which seems to be misguided, that there is this, this structure where Marcel is running really the the transfer business, the personnel, and
0: Rafa is just there to manage the first team on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's the next big question, right? Can he work with the director of football? Um, he's certainly been a person that wanted to have control of things in the past. Yeah. Uh, his recruitment history is mixed. Uh, you know, it's it's a mix of older and younger. Um, some right, some wrong. You know, um, he definitely brought some young guys in at times. He stuck with some old guys. I, I can't pick anything out that I thought would indicate that he was outstanding or not outstanding. You know what I mean? It's definitely mixed. But I I just I don't think he'd work well with the director of football. It seems mm-hmm. like he's always wanted to have a lot of control over things. So I, I don't I think he's going to work very much the way Carlo, I think, conflicted a bit. Marcel Brands may be an easygoing guy, but like. I, I don't I don't know. But, but if
1: your remit of uh, if Marcel Brands' job is to to do these things, to have oversight and if authority, presumably in these dealings, and all of a sudden now he's got another yeah. manager who wants to stick his nose in. Hey, Marcel, what do you think? I think we should get this guy. And then you know how much debate how how easygoing is Rafa going to be? He's gonna want some level of control. All managers would. I can just see it becoming a problem, but at the same time, you can't. You, you you have to hope, if there's any sort of organizational competence at Everton that they're having these conversations and outlining sort of the the guidelines and expectations
0: for how this relationship would operate. So you say that, and I used to say that too, but I have to admit I'm second guessing all of that now. So when I mean, we talked about cultural fit, no. Everton identity. I, I don't see it. Maybe we just didn't understand the identity style of play. And does not really make a lot of sense. Successful. He might be. Can he work for the director of football? I don't think so. At least not very well. I mean, these, that to me, that is an indictment of the structure Then maybe yeah. brands doesn't have the structure that we had, or we think we have. So, and then I think the expectations for me is another one. Like, is, are we bringing? So if, if the expectation is we're bringing him into be a project and we talked about that, this isn't the guy you bring in is, To 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 undertake a project Uh, what what concerns me is that there are a lot of people out there Evertonians out there that think the squad is terrible we had 59 points last year without a right side and with terrible injuries I think we had more people suit up for the first team not to play but more people suit up the first team than any other team in the league I think I think we we were one of the only clubs that had no player that had over 90% available minutes playing for us. I mean, you had teams like Villa that are like four or five. I mean, the recency bias is
1: like just the or I guess yeah. the la- the short term memory more than anything. I was like, do people not remember the two months where we had like two youth keepers on the bench? <laughs> no, no. Or...
0: And look, we did a whole assessment of this. Right. I mean, we we the defense is probably better than maybe some of the peripheral numbers indicated. And we had saw a lot of concerns about the attack. But some of those were Carlos personnel decisions, too. But I. I mean, I think the goal, I mean, the manager should be able to come in. We're in year four of the post apocalyptic eighteen journey, right? Like yeah. we've like, we've made it through the wasteland. I would hope or at least close. There's some civilization down the road. We see some lights. There's some hope. So to me, you should be bringing in someone here to me. This says we want to win. And yeah. I'm a little concerned that we may do and buy for the now in the summer. I mean, yeah, it'll be fun in the short term. I don't, but that draws in a question. What's the goal? Is it, and it, I mean, is it nothing but the best? Is it,
1: I, you have to assume year one, the goal is Europe? I mean, how is it? That yeah, it, but people are year.
0: saying that they don't think it should be. I'm like, are you crazy? We had 59 points last year. You could argue that was a little bit lucky, but if we weren't as injured, if Brands right. predictably or broth in this case goes out and gets a right back and a right wing with pace and right. speed, I mean, this is a different. A different team i think i mean that, that's transformational yeah and i think we could the, be pretty luck. good i'm not saying champions league but we could be pretty
1: good we could be pretty good and i think the the luck in terms of the the weekend week out results
0: came in the face of all of the peripheral bad luck that we yeah, have yeah, regarding yeah. injuries yeah so it was like kind of yeah, great point Great point. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, you have to you have to know that in analysis because it's the one overhanging thing that alters, right. me, You know, and and Carlos' pragmatic approach. We said this in the analysis. You know, we said the numbers look bad, but I mean, when he had the lead, he parked the bus, and we yeah. didn't give up big chances per shot. So I mean, it was effective. It was hard to argue that. Um. So so look, all right, good or bad, higher. I mean, the only point that I've seen that other people have made that thought may point to this higher, at least be a rationale behind it was the idea and paul the is the one that kind of brought this up i think some yeah. people misinterpreted it but but as usual paul says something and people don't i mean paul's a pretty savvy business guy so you have to get into that frame of mind when he says it his quote was whether we like it or not there is a logic to Mashiri's pursuit of an experienced pl manager the lenders to bm 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 bramley morda um i was like Bill Kent, what? <laughs> uh, we are, we are attempting an unusual pre-construction form of financing and lenders will be keen for stability over the next three years must be a major part of the consideration. So does that make sense? I mean, would a lender commercial lender is not going to understand football the way we do. I hope, right. I'll be impressed that they do, but um, if, assuming they don't, I mean, would they say, Oh wow, Rafael Benitez is going to be your manager. You said, Carlo Ancelotti, is that going to suddenly make a commercial lender feel warm and cozy about the investment and, give them more of a reason to loan money to everton maybe
1: it could be it, it could very well be i mean he's, he's a well-established name and i think if you're looking at existential risks to Moore mordock and the prospects of being able to build the new stadium the prospect of relegation is obviously the most immediately uh obvious one that would be
0: you know would kneecap the whole project essentially All right, will we'll pull back. the layers back though is this really a low risk hire because that's i've you're heard right. that too i'm like really I mean, from a business standpoint, anyway, right? So, so do you think Rafael Benitez's hire is going to spur revenue growth? Nope. No, people are mad, man. Yeah. I mean, they're like banners and spray paint on Goodison. I mean, first of all, that's don't spray paint Goodison, you geniuses. Come on, people. If you're put a blanket up there, fine. And don't put swear derogatory terms up there. Tell them that you're not happy. I mean, come on, grow up.
1: Like, I understand being outraged. Dear board. We're not happy about Rafael Benitez. All right.
0: Hiring. Yes. Now you're just.
1: Thank you, signed anonymous Everton fan. You you forgot. There's a plea. You should have a please in there. At least be polite. Um, Please do not hire him. No, I get the outrage.
0: You know, I mean, hopefully we, I would think there is going to be some sort of organized protest and whatnot. I hope. And that's fine. I think that's okay. You know, peaceful assembly. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, think about it. You know, revenue is going to be killed. I would think people are like the one thing that we talked about, Ralph Rangnick talked about sporting identity the three c's to him three k's probably if you're doing it in german <laughs> but like it's concept competence and capital and he, he was a firm believer that if you had a strong com- concept and very smart people uh, that's paul says i definitely check out their latest podcast oh, in the blue room. Yeah. it's it's good Excellent. you know yeah i really like it um but the concept ragnick used to say he's like if you have a strong concept it will resonate with people it can take care of some of the capital issues you can win new, new fans. Like if I'm, if I'm a, a business owner, I'm going to obviously worry a lot about my brand. If I'm a big one, if I'm Everton, if I'm a Shiri, I mean, I am making sure that people know our identity and it makes sense. And they're cool with it. Not just your immediate fan base, but the people in the immediate area, your perspective fans as well, too. I, I would advertise and brand the daylights out of what is important with this club and hold all of that true and dear and protect it as best I could because we love Everton because it's unique and different in a very right. very good way I think it's very a lot of Americans I think it would resonate with you know it's a pretty totally. welcoming opening place and they're tough but they're fair and open and and I just think it's an amazing club in that way but this hire is the complete opposite of that and I think it draws in all sorts of question of identity. So I think to me, that's a financial risk as well, too. People are disillusioned and not just because this is some ex-Liverpool manager. So when you start pulling back the layer. You're like, eh, eh, you know, and I don't think he's been that successful recently either. So I don't know why people would think it's necessarily any more safe than any others. But yeah, I mean, we're not close to being relegated. So I, I think that's a little bit. That's the thing, right? I If you
1: believe that the relegation risk is a big one in the sense that if it were to happen, it would be catastrophic. I mean, it's possible, but it's 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 certainly possible but it's very unlikely uh
0: knock on wood of course no i mean there's look the premier league's incredibly competitive you know what i mean so never say never but I and mean, look you saw happened what since... happened,
1: right when when cumin got off to a bad start in the yeah, board right there can be those sorts now, of knee-jerk reactions made a, in a, a moment and that was a panic no question total panic move it derailed the entire uh the entire
0: project still set us I guess back. at that time right so think, think about the tosin and walcott investments there Ugh, can i right, not? But that- <laughs> yeah yeah you do uh that's 50 million pounds right there in january in a january window for heaven's sakes for a guys, guy they fired
1: five months later
0: guys that are on big wages too for five year co- you know i mean those are older guys that you have no resale value and no perspective improvement on those guys it was an overreaction i mean but but
1: you know the one thing
0: though that that a lot not a lot of people are saying though is and then i mean you want to say something before we move on to this one No, no, I was
1: just going to just say this this in a way feels a little similar to that moment in the sense that we were put out into a really difficult position with Carlos sudden departure and the summer window shortly opening limited time to make moves. Is this in some sense a panic move as well in the sense that we need to get somebody in to start making our, our summer transfer moves you have to start planning for next season we can't just sit we, we don't have the luxury of, of three or four weeks to sift through candidates and think through whereas if you have for example marco Silva's situation it's kind of a slow bleed where you're like he's starting to force our hand it's starting to become a problem and then all of a sudden you know the the glass tips over and it, it, you have to let him go well this was like boom
0: well okay the well the response to that is then what's our director of football doing are you kidding me i mean so look we we had the dan ashworth you know feedback that he talked about identity and strategy and how tony bloom the man you know the owner of of brighton has a vision and you know they were asking him so if things aren't going well would you change the way you play he's like no because it's a derivation of our of our identity as a club and the owner has very strong ideas so like part of that identity is a team that tries to dominate the ball so of course if if potter would leave and he said this he's like look if we start being really successful, we're not dumb. We know that Graham Potter may go somewhere else. Of course, totally reasonable. And what would they do? It's like, no, we wouldn't change the vision or the idea. We just bring in someone that shares that same type of patterns of play that is a derivation from the identity. So the director of football never sets the football identity. The identity of the club is set up. It's a trickle-down effect into all your departments, into your marketing, into your legal did all aspect of it into your community engagement the charity everything like that so so that's what I would ask I was like dude if your manager leaves much like any player if if Richarlison turns in a transfer request which is entirely possible you're telling me you don't have like 10 people behind it and part of the problem is when you haven't been playing a similar style of play and I'm not talking about a formation you would never dictate like we're Everton we're playing 4-4-2 you know like (laughs) come on sorry that's a mike bassett england manager without swearing there uh i'm not going to recite the poetry either uh but anyway um three, sorry i just started thinking of the three cheers for what was it what was the mexican player's name oh, ramirez uh, yeah yeah uh, how about that if that guy doesn't win player player the tournament yeah <laughs> anyways <laughs> sorry i'm getting derailed here that's okay no
1: let's uh let's swing it back and
0: but but, but but seriously, like he should he should have a list of people that fit that footballing style. And if it was truly a panic, like if Mashiri really went on his own and made this decision, that again is an indictment of how we're functioning as an organization. Right. The director of football should do that, direct the football. It doesn't mean right. he establishes the identity or the style of play. That's already happened from above him. But I mean, he should already have a list of managers ready to go in his back pocket at any time, just like at a player. So <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, so so that that being said, that being said, What's Rafael Benitez getting into? What is he thinking? And is it possible? And we had we had talks with Nuno. I mean, I think Jorge Mendez had some ideas on what he wanted mm-hmm. to do at Everton. And I think the board probably kind of shook their head and said, no, no, you can go to Spurs and, you know, try and do what you do at Wolves there. Uh, but I mean, does Rafael Benitez, does he know what he's getting himself into here? I mean, he has to a little bit. I mean, he did coach. So why right, would he right do this?
1: That's the part that I really don't understand and that. I think he's going to have to face a lot of questions about.
0: Just well, why do you think? I mean, there's got to be a reason, right?
1: Well, money. He just left China. Ah, he's making a lot of money. Yeah. That, that's that's certainly a factor. I mean, it's a job at the end of the day. Right. He's, he's used to, to a, it he's, He fun. wants
0: to afford a, a lifestyle at this point. Right. Fast yeah. Cars. He, I mean, he
1: wants a new uh, new addition onto his house and wine,
0: more wine. wine yeah. Yeah wine
1: cellar add that on um it, i can't think of well, let, Let's not sell so short ryan i mean everton is a is a job that has a certain degree
0: of uh
1: prominence I, and i know and that
0: but 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 okay and yes there's an ability to perhaps take everton to the heights i mean it truly yeah. i mean it's a you know big crowds you know going into a stadium eventually um certainly some level I mean champions league is the big differentiator from a revenue standpoint of course yeah it's a bit of a sleeping giant i mean it's not been that long ago where everton was a massive club but top 20 clubs financially sure. in terms of sure. financial sure. in but, the world but who are these other clubs then if Rafael benitez is such an attractive proposition everyone who are these other clubs yeah. climbing over us to try and hire him i mean fiorentina i heard is interested i don't buy that for a second so that that's what i don't understand i mean that there's a, a narrative there that says, well, he wants to get paid. And these are the only people that are come knocking. He wants to get back into European football. That sounds a pretty, like a pretty bad reason for us to hire someone. Maybe we're getting duped. I hate to say that. I have a little more faith in the club than that, but you got to admit, I mean, there's, that could be true. Yeah. But, but I also think
1: if you're Rafa of Benitez and you know that you're going to come in and there's going to be a uh, frosty reception to say the least from Frost. the fan base, uh, there's got to be some part of you that thinks, well, you know, I can, I can show these guys. I can, I can rattle off a few wins and I can do well with this squad. Maybe he looks at the squad and thinks there's potential again. I'm playing devil's advocate okay,
0: here. Man. Yeah, maybe I, I don't think it's a dare to be great. I mean, but yeah, not <laughs> really gone very well when he's replaced Carlo Ancelotti in the past though. Indeed. Right. So
1: is he just thinking, okay, well, I'll just, uh, I'll come in in Carlos wake and uh, I'll scrap up a few million, add that wine cellar and I'll be on my merry way after a few a few seasons, maybe it's really hard to speculate and get in the mind of a, of a man who is, is fairly reserved at times, but it it doesn't, it just doesn't seem to make sense from his standpoint, much less Everton's, which we've already gone
0: through. Yeah. I think he's going to subject himself to a lot of stuff. I can't imagine he would ever do unless he really doesn't have another opportunity, which really may be the case. Um, Mm. You know, one thing I've also heard is good, bad hire. Well, he's just the best of a bad bunch. I mean, are we buying that one? No,
1: not necessarily. I mean, I of, we, we've talked about plenty of, of good uh, candidates out there. Fever, Potter, Fonseca,
0: Galtier, Ragnick, AVB. I Why not? I mean, would, he at least symbolically... Oh, Gallardo would be awesome. He at least symbolically... Even Villa Boas would like symbolically be at least more of a modern manager. I'm not saying that's a right don't yell at the American toffee podcast. We're not saying he's the right guy, but like, you know, Conciero, uh, even like Terzik or Frank, like, you know, those guys you would at least look at and say, Oh, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. Like, it might energize the fan base a little bit, or at least intrigue them. Um, may- maybe, man, maybe they're out of touch. I just feel like they're out of touch with what the fan base says. There's gotta be something else. And maybe it really is just down to Farhad, just wants a Hollywood type manager for his own accord. And, I, I don't know. And he's the way. man
1: who signs the checks at the end he of the day. He does.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of this though, at a minimum, lends itself to, I mean, this presser could be really interesting. I sent out social media asking people, hey, if you you know, if you're in the presser next week, what are you asking? Um, I think Benitez has a lot of things that he will need to answer to. Um, so I wanted to go through a couple of these because I think they're kind of interesting and I'm kind of curious to think about them and I mean, is it really drawing that in question? Does he have to answer that? What do you think? So Art89 at Art89708. Does he still think Everton are a small club? Just interested in the response. Hopefully it will tee up a passionate defense of Everton and our history in a considered way that has authentic conviction. Yeah, and then he fills that up with, uh, we'll be watching for signs of inauthenticity, contrivance, or affectation, which he's right. Uh, and then I, although on top of this, what I really like is Louis uh, Malia at AFC at Louis Malia, at AFC, AFC, like, come on. <laughs> uh, uh, Rafa said he didn't mean to call us a small club. He meant to say a small team's played with 10 men behind the ball, blah, blah, blah. So I'm expecting us to play full flowing, attacking football that I want to know if he expects the same or will he play like the small team he wants criticized? I love this take, by the way. It's a beautifully
1: it's, framed question. It's, <laughs> uh, it's awesome. If you
0: think about it, it's like, Hey, so. So are you not going to play that way, and and because actually he's played that way in other small clubs. Like I don't necessarily view Newcastle as a small club. No. I, I hate that term by the way. It's a very non-American type term because I, I, it's really tough for us to understand that. I mean, but um, yeah. So if you play that way, and he's played that way with some big, pretty big clubs a little bit too. What does that mean? So if he's going to be pragmatic like Carlo, does that mean he's? responsible for acting like a small club t- you know what i mean, I mean right 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 question
1: are you going to be the exact thing you criticized right are you going to basically saying are you going to be a hypocrite yeah as everton manager
0: yeah it's um, set up, but he said it he's got to own it
1: right 100 percent. we also had uh evertonian jamie at jdgefc asked what his reaction is to the banners uh that's yeah, like, I, what are you thinking buddy of any of the questions that we got
0: I like, think are you this is aware? the most
1: likely one to be actually asked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you aware of, you know, what the fans are? So, so I'll never forget this. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a group in Pittsburgh. So I'm a university of Pittsburgh fan. So they hired, they had an ath- athletic director, uh, Scott Barnes, who, who hired um, Kevin Stallings, a coach from Vanderbilt and no one could believe it. Like apparently they went through a search form and, and Stallings, former AD ran the search for him. And he was like, the worst candidate you could possibly think of in a very similar way, like just went against every aspect of identity or who you thought you would hire. No real recent success, nothing to be energized about. He was older and not interesting at all. And the presser was a disaster. The press just hammered him. And Scott Barnes, the the athletic director did not know what to do. Like you could tell, he's like, well, if they don't think that they're crazy, like, did you not know? Like, are you seriously that clueless that you didn't realize these guys have to know? They have to. So, I mean, this 100%. you benita is going to be well prepared to do this and answer this one, but it's got to be asked, right?
1: Yeah, it has to be asked. And and look, a lot of respect for all of the modern football journalists, but there is a certain level of uh control that clubs like to exert over these sure. sort of media yep. appearances. So whether or not they'll like pre-vet the questions, I don't know, but they'll certainly be uh very acutely aware of any uh, potential pitfalls or anything that w- would go against the message that they have pre predetermined is the one they want to convey, right? They're going to go into this with a plan. Rafa, here's the general yeah. talking points. Here's what you should be saying. Well, they'll align on that prior to. And then if there's a journalist who happens to throw in a wild card question somehow, uh, things could go off the rails, Ryan, like Rafa could throw out some, I mean, I honestly hope he comes out in, you know, what's your reaction to the banners? well? I'm out to prove all these people wrong. Yeah, I mean, things for Everton, right? Like you, you almost can't acknowledge it, but you kind of have to speak yeah. to at least the, the general obvious sentiment among the fan
0: base. Yeah, the worst thing he could do is go in and say, well, let me tell you why they're wrong and like recite all these different reasons and try yeah. and like mathematically prove that he's going to succeed there. Just be like, right. I get it. I know, you know, I understand that the mostly the associate Liverpool, I know there's some other reasons why too, but all I can do is come in, you know, I love this club, I've always liked it, even when I was over there, and I'm gonna do my best to win, you know, and and something like that, you know what I mean?
1: That would rile I, some people on the other side of the park up a little bit. Uh, it will, and yeah,
0: there is no, that's what I mean, this that's what lose, he lose needs situation to do for him. Oh, absolutely. I think yes. that's what he needs to do is just start taking pot shots across the park <laughs> that would be brilliant that <laughs> would at least be entertaining um i think there'll probably be some questions on recruitment I, I think this is one where look if ignoring all the intangible stuff around it and the indictment of the club structure and things like that we'll get to that in a second so we should ask those questions a lot of these people like simon lovelady Wake and Shaw at siu wakes 20 is he confident in keeping the likes of alon hamez and richarlison that should be first question And he should be asking that, too. Should have already been on the phones. We know him and James did not hit it off when he was at Madrid. I mean, not as much as like Cristiano Ronaldo wanted to absolutely kill him. But uh, James was not happy. He didn't use him as much as he wanted. Uh, He was very frustrated. So um, I I don't know. Uh, Alon came to Napoli after Benitez left. Uh, And I don't know if he knows anything really about Richarlison. Um, I mean, he would have played against him when he was at Newcastle at least at Watford and for us, I guess that first year. Yeah. Um, I think Pickford, <laughs> that'll be interesting too. Yeah. Um, but, but I think there's some other good questions too. So David Hughes at Dave blue. I'll love her. Uh, where does he think we need to strengthen the squad uh, at CT Torres 2144. Now that we know it's rough, how does that change the transfer window? Have we missed too much time? uh i mean you wouldn't ask that directly in the presser but but i think you can ask hey how does this change things and you know are we under the gun here and i think it's a fair game to say hey how well prepared were we right. This is going to lead into some identity questions nick novice same thing at nick novice four. now that we, i mean what what kind of signings can we expect who what kind of that's a little different than what do you think we need to strengthen the squad what type of signings because that kind of asks the question like What are you thinking about strategically? Like, do you have a vision for how you want to move forward? I I think that's a more philosophical question. That's why I picked that one out, even though it seems similar, but I think Nick had something else in mind. Um, I think the missed time sensitive aspect of it is interesting and probably leads to some more structural questions.
1: Yeah, indeed. And I think, uh, as we get into the structure, I think Danny underscore EFC six summed it up really well. And, uh, Actually, yeah. rather than asking Rafael Benitez any questions, he said, "If I was there, I'd genuinely be more interested in asking Brands questions. What's the assuming vision? he'll be there?
0: I mean, assuming he'll yeah. be there,
1: I, I would imagine he would be. They're just gonna send Rafa out by himself. Oh right? God, can you imagine to face the the gauntlet? The Duncan out there with them maybe that <laughs> might help. I would. I bet Marcel will at least be there. No one else from the board. Me, yeah, seems unlikely. But if Marcel and Rafa are out there, that's." a prime opportunity to ask some
0: pointed questions. Bill thinks very highly of himself from a PR standpoint. I can't imagine he would be there because he probably doesn't support this. Rumor is that he doesn't, but imagine if he is there and they can get him to start yapping because he says some crazy stuff sometimes. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead to Danny's call. I I like this tweet.
1: Yeah. He has some really, uh, so what's the vision? What's the plan? What's the aim? Three very important questions to have at like a very high level organizational structure thing. No question. Then how does Rafa fit that? <laughs> Tying it all together. And what's the transfer policy now? He said, we've not heard directly from brands for a while now to my
0: memory. And that's correct. I think the last time Everton we USA Marcel, we heard from yep. him, but, but that wasn't, that was more of a Q and a kind of a, not a fun thing, but it wasn't a, what does it all mean? Transfer window. This right. is my job thing. It was more yes, like, this exactly. is my day-to-day job type thing. hundred percent. So so those are really good questions, right? Because if we feel like this hire goes against what we thought our identity is, we should ask those questions and be like, "What do you think our identity is? What is then the vision?" You know, and then, and then then you know the next step is like, "Okay, cool. Then what is the goal and what is the strategic plan to achieve the goals?" You know, what what and that's like an end goal. Like, what are we talking about? Like, is the dream to eventually win the Premier League to be the best team in the league? Because that's the motto. Because if that ain't the goal, you better change the motto. Yeah. I mean, seriously, and 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 then I think it's OK to say, OK, what are the short term objectives? I mean, I, I think that is the one that's really, you know, Rafael Benitez can maybe not comment on what the long term goal is. He should know what it is. I mean, clearly, if I was entering a job, I mean, I've read the company's mission statement. I'm not stupid. Sure. You know what I mean? And I would ask greater, I have, I would ask greater strategic questions of all sorts of things and people, but like brands. I mean, I would ask so many questions just to load up on that one, <laughs> but, but truly like what's the transfer policy now? Cause that, that one is the one that is the next step to indicate whether you got that plan or not. Right. Because it should be a derivation of all those things. It should not be inconsistent with those things. And I really wish, cause brands never comes out and speaks. And I like Marcel brands and think he's done a good job, but like, you should ask him these questions. You just signed a three-year deal. What is your, what, how do we want to play as a club? And does Rafael Benitez fit into that? And if so, how? Wow. I mean, I would ask a load of questions too. I'd be like, look, presumably you're the director of football. So clearly, you know, when Carlos said he's out, you had a list of candidates, you brought them up to the board and they approved. But, you know, you how did you select those candidates? Did you pick characteristics or, or um, aspects of things that would lead us to believe that we've got a consistent way of playing? Because I look at Carlo, he doesn't seem very much like Marco Silva. So, right. what, what, I mean- which carlo can. i mean i bought this whole con you know this i bought that like look carlo's too good to be true so i mean you have to say yes to him sure totally i was but i was still questioned about like okay wow you just bought a 29 year old in the lawn and Hamas was on a, a free or a buyout so i, I had less problem with that because it was a big money but to Corey wasn't young he's 27 just turned 28 i'm like you just bought guys that if the goal is downstream three or four years from now to really contend for the title like those guys are just going to degrade in either value yeah. or performance. So like that doesn't, that's not consistent. I mean, spending very little on a couple older guys. Like if we get like a free to come in to mentor Pickford, that's that's fine. You're not spending real money on that. You know what I mean? You can't totally ignore the now. But you know what I mean? Like that, that suddenly drew that into question, but I just thought it was, okay, Carlo came in. He said, look, we need some real leaders here and we didn't have it. So I felt like, right. okay, one time blip, no problem. Brands is going to go out the summer and buy younger guys anyway, just like he did the first two years. But now I'm starting to think like, is all of this, was I wrong? You well, know, did if, you we have too many assumptions.
1: And, and I think it's interesting because I think also the the long-term aims and the short-term aims have to, um, there has to be some sort of,
0: they,
1: they have to congeal or they have to have some sort of, I guess. Uh, it's
0: a progression, you know I mean? I, yeah, right, right, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: like, if, if the goal is to finish sixth and Rafa says, well, and Marcel are on, they're having a conversation. Today, this squad's not good enough to finish sixth this year. We need. Two, three experienced players to get to six this year. But where does that put us three to four years from now right. when we want to win the title? When we want to be, yeah, we want to put us. So that there has to be that 100%. matters.
0: Yeah, that matters. That's why you have a vision, an aspirational longer-term goal. And that to me is the motto of the club. But I think we recognize that it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be progressive. It's not gonna happen tomorrow. It's just physically impossible under financial fair play. But then then that would lend you to buy an immediate help who's 22 or 23 yeah 24 you know knowing that at least their value would increase even if he's and this isn't about sell-on fees i hate it when people say that stuff it's about but look if you want to win the league you're going to try and eventually have as many world class players as you can because that's how you win the darn league well we can't afford world class players now so or you can't blow your whole budget on it so you would buy guys that could eventually be that that's different than saying we need to finish six next year right at at while sacrificing the long-term goal so that is stuff that has to be communicated i think they owe us that look they don't always say they don't have to do anything for us but if you want to get the fans engaged if you want to have a positive energy behind the club frankly that will help drive revenue and drive popularity the club you should do those things as a savvy business guy and i'm just i'm very interested to see what happens
1: i am as well and, and i do think it's interesting that's an interesting point is you don't need to engage the fans on anything. You can run the club however you want. The Fans, in reality, we pay money to support the club in various different ways. We're, we're we'll be going down to Florida to to see Everton play. Yep, fans buy their season tickets. They buy the merchandise, et cetera, et cetera. But the club doesn't that that doesn't give you any real decision making. So the club doesn't have to listen to us, but no. it's in their interest to do so because of course of the numerous benefits that come from it. And so if you're going to not spit in the face. I think that's a little extreme, but definitely go against the general fan sentiment in hiring this guy. Some people would feel that way though.
0: Some people really feel like this. I totally. And
1: I, and I don't personally feel that way, but I understand why people would feel that way. Now, if that's the case, then you do have some obligation to answer some of these hard questions, more difficult questions, and to come up with compelling answers as to how you feel that the fans are wrong in this
0: case and that your decision is the right one. And if you're you're smart, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're smart, you would want to. I mean, you, you've got to. I mean, yeah, like you said, there's benefit of having the people energized, enthusiastic about Everton. So, but I, this one, I mean, I've been thinking about it for two weeks now. I can't, yeah. I, I can't. I don't get it. I and mean, what happens if like Marcel Brands, you know, leaves? Like, man, you finally want a sporting director and he's gone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's just i man i just think a lot of questions in this one i just wonder how much we're going to get out of them i really hope our press corps really steps up and asks some direct questions as long as they're fair i think that's fine and i think
1: these are for the most part very fair maybe not some of the the specific wording but the root of the question is totally warranted given the already the uh feathers that this
0: has ruffled i think it's gonna be really interesting though there's so many other i mean you could go crazy marcel are you gonna stick around here do you want this guy meddling in the transfers what's it but no <laughs> seriously i mean hey you know who runs transfers now i mean rafael benitez are you how much authority do you have the, can you just go run out and buy some I, those are questions that you would want. And I can't believe you haven't answered that already. I mean, how hard yeah. is it to articulate Now we're not talking and like people got angry when I said some communication might help. I'm not talking about going and doing a blog about the trials and tribulations of a manager search. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm just talking about like functional responsibilities and who does what. And look, I know what the director of football model should look like. Americans certainly know what a general manager model looks like. It's not been that prominent in English football compared to some of the other countries. So I don't think that's crazy to have to try and articulate it. That, uh, I mean, there are a lot of fans that just go to Goodison every week. You know, they're not trying to learn everything that's all encompassing about football across the world. And that's cool, man. There's nothing wrong with that, but you know, it'd no. be helpful. I, I just think it would be helpful to do some of that stuff. I mean, I, I put it this way. If Farhan Mashiri literally went out on his own and made this decision, you know, outside of Marshall Brand's recommendations, outside of the board recommendations, because I would say, how can you be a blue on this board and endorse? Yeah, Rafael Benitez is our guy of all those other guys out there. Like, yeah. I've heard rumors that Bill was furious about this or didn't support it. OK, what does that mean for I mean, what's he do now? I mean, Bill brought him in here, you know, right. He was responsible for bringing him in. He believed that he was the right guy. and He spent a ton of money. That's the thing. hot is had so much goodwill because he spent so much his money. commitment
1: like you can't but, question the man's commitment but this is probably
0: the first time that we sat back and said man maybe this guy doesn't know exactly what he's getting himself into or maybe this could be a really big mistake
1: and maybe this guy's end goal is is at odds with yeah whatever to need to do as a club and, and i'm not manager,
0: saying that's the case hollywood advertisements on the stadium making himself yeah. some money and making himself giving himself more notoriety I mean, that guy that runs, he says a lot of right things, too. I mean, he also says some crazy stuff sometimes. But, <laughs> but he hasn't been as involved. Like, he hasn't said as much stuff about the football stuff. Like, you remember the ridiculous stuff he used to say when he first oh, started? Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, But he hasn't really commented too much on football, which is very nice. And I think that's how he should be. And look, he's got the totally. right. To- he should always approve these decisions. And he's okay to run. But, I mean, I don't but know. But it's just, he, yeah. he shouldn't be the guy it's just
1: beneath his his station i guess as the owner you really want to delegate some of these big decisions to people who have a better idea of what they're doing he's been a tremendously successful businessman yeah i just translate to football as we necessarily it can but it could Are
0: these guys it's just a different totally different to be a football genius to run a football club no but what you do need to do is establish an identity a brand and, def- and, you know, delegate responsibilities to people with some explicit instructions as to, how ha- you know, li- like literally Marcel, you come back to me with your strategic plan. This is what my expectations are, you know, here's our identity, this is what I would expect. And that's what the good owners do, you know. Totally. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's unfortunate. This just seems like a huge indictment out of all of that. But anyway, look, uh, I think we've all talked about this ad nauseum. It's been frustrating. I think the presser is going to be really, really interesting. Uh, We are going to do, though, a big follow up. Um, We've done a pretty detailed. Obviously, we did the squad assessment in terms of performance. We will get into it. We will go position by position. We'll talk about who we thought might be an interesting target, especially now that we're pretty confident that Rafael Benitez will be the guy. And we'll talk about the way he plays and the players he's had in the past and who he thinks a good fit. Um, that's going to be a monster because I, I we've already done a lot of the preparation and yeah, Hamas and it's, I have both looked at this, it just keeps growing too, as we've been it's waiting. Hefty. It's I hefty. Know.
1: I mean, but while, while you're waiting for part two, definitely go back and check out part one. Uh, yeah. We put, put a lot of work into it and it is quite detailed and you'll get a good feel for sort of where Everton stand at the moment, at least at a team level and even some individuals, but With Rafa coming in, it's going to obviously result in hopefully some guys out the door, Ryan. I mean, I think there's, to the question of whether we've waited too late, I don't think that's the case. I mean, there's teams doing business now, but there's plenty of teams that haven't made a ton of major moves yet. And we know that Marcel typically keeps very tight-lipped about transfers, so I'd be surprised if he hasn't been laying the groundwork for months now. Um, So, so there is hope there's reason to be optimistic, but this does feel a little deflating, I think to say the least for, for many.
0: Yeah. I mean, the Euros and the Copa America aren't over yet. So, I mean, there's clearly some targets that may be playing in those. So it's not too late. I don't think yet, but I look, I know I have a little bit insight in terms of their scouting operations and their analysis group. So I, so I know they, they have a typical cycle like everybody else does, but still, you got to ask the question who's buying, who's doing the buying, right? Hopefully it works out. I mean, it could work out on the field just fine, but. Man, it really is an indictment, I think, of a lot of things, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, this presser is going to be a big one for sure. Um, you know, I I it's definitely gonna be very interesting. So, uh, but stay tuned on the squad assessment. Uh I, I think it's gonna be a good episode because I've already seen a lot of the notes. We've done a lot of research on it. We'll bring you some numbers as usual. Um, but yeah, and hopefully we've given a lot of food for thought in this one. And thanks a lot for everyone's participation out there. You definitely helped this episode. Thank you.
1: Most definitely and uh, thank you Everyone for listening if you could do us a major Favor and give us a uh, Subscribe on your podcast platform of Choice leave Come us a to the rating discord. Come, Come to, to discord. discord Join our discord invite.gg Slash ATP uh, leave us A rating review podcast platform follow Us on Facebook Twitter Instagram you can find all Of our links to social media both to the show And Ryan and I's personal accounts on linktr.ee slash USA Toffee pod that's link tr.ee slash usa toffee pod otherwise we'll be with you next time and until then up the toffees